This podcast is brought to you by the Nuclear Energy Institute. It powers our cities. It boosts our economy. It creates jobs. It even powers space travel. It's nuclear energy, and it does so much more than you think. Discover all nuclear is doing at discovernuclear.com backslash CQ. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is the Budget Tracker Extra podcast, your nonpartisan news source for how Congress and the federal government spend your money. Republican leaders promised to unveil their plans for a tax code overhaul this week, but a Senate budget plan might require some tax cuts to be temporary. So hang on to something because we're in for a bumpy ride this week. I'm David Lerman, editor of the CQ Budget Tracker newsletter. And with me today is Paul Krozak, who covers the budget process for CQ. And Paul, everyone's eager to see the new plan congressional leaders are promising this week on their long-awaited tax cuts. But you reported that those tax cuts might have to be temporary. Why is that? Well, that's right. And one thing to remember here is the purpose of the budget resolutions this year is really to serve as a vehicle for uh, tax reform reconciliations for tax reform or a tax overhaul that would allow a tax cut to be passed um, in the Senate with just Republican votes. So the Senate Budget Committee has been putting together their budget resolution behind closed doors, and one of the issues was how much of a tax cut is it going to be, and is it going to be totally offset? And so uh, last week uh, an agreement was reached uh, between a couple of senators, uh, Bob Corker and Pat Toomey. We aren't totally sure what the figure is, but apparently they agreed on a tax cut that would lose $1.5 trillion over 10 years. If that kind of tax cut is passed under reconciliation, um, at least parts of that tax cut would have to be uh, temporary. Uh, they would have to expire after 10 years because of uh, something called the Bird Rule, which says that uh, a reconciliation bill cannot increase the deficit after the 10-year budget window. So you're saying this, this plan is going to spike the deficit so much that the tax cuts would have to expire after a decade? Well, it would increase the deficit in the out years. Uh, we don't know how much it would spike the deficit, but it certainly would increase the deficit, at least under the standard scoring or cost estimating procedures. And now why would conservative Republicans back a budget plan that spikes the deficit? Well, they really want a tax cut because they think a tax cut, if it's the right kind, will really stimulate economic growth, increase economic growth, create jobs, etc. Um, they want to, they think a big tax cut of the right kind could do this, and they are more concerned about that than having a tax cut that totally pays for itself. And now, as, as I understand it, the House budget resolution avoids increasing the deficit so the tax cuts could be permanent. How do they make that budget math work? That's right. Uh, the, the tax cut envisioned in the House budget resolution, which was passed by the House Budget Committee, um, that calls for a tax cut that would totally pay for itself. Um, and part of the way they make that, that tax cut pay for itself is they did something unusual. The 
the Congressional Budget Resolution usually uses the CBO's economic forecast, the Congressional Budget Office's economic forecast, which is 1.9% economic growth over the next 10 years. But this House Budget Resolution um, has its own economic forecast, which is uh, more optimistic. Um, it it, pr it uh, projects 2.6% uh, economic growth over 10 years. Well, if you have higher economic growth, you get more revenue coming into the federal government, and that helps pay for the tax cut. So they're assuming a lot more revenue coming in based on the policies that they're trying to do with their large tax cuts. That's exactly right. So why don't Senate Republicans do the same thing? Well, there are different rules in the Senate. The House can assume that dynamic scoring will be used for the tax cut. Which the assumes more economic growth. Right, and more revenue. Right. And it may be that the Senate Budget Committee cannot assume the use of dynamic scoring on the tax cut, um, cannot assume that additional revenue that would help pay for the tax cut. So they're stuck showing a deficit in their, in their budget plans. Right. And this is an unanswered question at this point. It may be up to the Senate parliamentarian ultimately. But the bottom line is the rules are different in the House and Senate. So all of this is still in the drafting stages. When do you think we're going to see action on the budget resolutions on the House and Senate floors? Well, the Senate Budget Committee ha still has to mark up its budget resolution, and there might be some possibility that could happen this week, but it's more likely they would be shooting for next week. Uh, the House uh, taking up their budget resolution, that also could happen in the first week of October. Another possibility is that it, that it does not, that the Senate passes a budget resolution and sends it to the House, and the House, instead of taking up its bu budget resolution, acts on the Senate budget resolution. That's a possibility. They, so far, they haven't been able to get enough support from Republicans for the House budget resolution. Um, but if the House took up a Senate budget resolution, that would probably be a tough sell as well. So it, it's going to be hard no matter what they decide to do. And now, more from our sponsor, the Nuclear Energy Institute. It powers our cities and towns across the country. It creates jobs. It adds billions to the economy. It even powers space travel. Life as we know it wouldn't be life as we know it without it. And it's called nuclear energy. Yes, nuclear energy. Every day, nuclear energy helps us to keep our country running and moving forward. Discover all the things nuclear is doing at discovernuclear.com backslash CQ. Nuclear. Power the extraordinary. And as we wait for a budget, the battle over health care is coming to a head. Again, maybe. Senate Republicans have revived their effort to repeal Obama's Affordable Care Act after a dramatic rewrite that would funnel most federal money to the states in the form of large block grants that states could spend largely as they wish. The bill also radically reshapes the Medicaid program, which now serves more than 70 million low-income Americans. It would transform the program from an open-ended entitlement based on need to a system of capped payments to the states based on a fixed cost per beneficiary. Paul, there's no official 
government score of the bill yet, I know, but do you have a sense of what this could mean for future budgets? Well, it could reduce the the cost of Medicaid by hundreds of billions of dollars um, over you know a number of years. Um, so a pretty dramatic change. Yeah. So it would be it would be a dramatic change. Uh, and of course, huge savings in that program could also mean millions more Americans without health insurance or cuts in care. So Democrats are united against it. What what's the latest on the bill's chances in the Senate? It's hard. It's hard to know. Um, Senator McCain, at the end of last week, uh, came out uh, against it, and he would have been a, a key key vote uh, for it. So Republicans, they, need, they need fifty votes. Though. They they need fifty votes with uh, Vice President Pence uh, breaking the tie. Without hard McCain and Rand Paul came out against it, so they have exactly fifty votes right now. If no one else comes out against it, that's the way it looks right now. And even if it survives a Senate vote, what does that mean? What would have to happen in the House? Well, the House would probably have to uh, accept it as is, without amendment. Without any amendments? Probably. Because of the deadline in the Senate coming this right. week. That's right. That's right. Because the, the fiscal 2017 reconciliation instructions um, end September 30. Clearly, the Senate could not take any action after September 30. So the House probably would just have to pass the Senate bill as is. Which could also be a tall order. So we're in for a rocky ride this week. Your budget tracker plans to fasten his seatbelt as CQ covers it all. Thank you, Paul, for joining me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker editor. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.